Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Come on. Welcome. Welcome to Dave and Mahoney. I knew a stripper. I grew up with her. Her name was Cricket. Like oh. she was born Cricket. Was her stripper named Cricket or did she change it up to? Did she rub her legs together while, uh, <laughs> while stripping? Yeah. When she's upside down, that was her move. Scree, 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 scree. <laughs> she decided to be incognito and go by Cicada. Yes. Dave and Mahoney. If I'm ever on a I'm getting my ass kicked by another dude, I want my wife to come in. Yeah. WWE style. See, that's Get the chair. <laughs> You're not helping your man out? Dude, but I'm trash. Your women are classy. So we're at this party. I'm getting my ass kicked and I'm like, babe, call Audrey. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, Dave, Dave at Mahoney. There's a few things that I fantasize about. Getting into a fight at a gas station, hosing somebody down with gasoline, setting them on fire. Are you doing the the, the flick of the cigarette over the shoulder and then <laughs> cigar? Uh-huh. What these are somebody John who's a, Wick? More like John Thick. Yeah. <laughs> that is son of a bitch. Real accurate. Hey, no, we're not done. <laughs> All right. And now, this is Dave and Mahoney. Hello, friends. Got some good news and some bad news to kick things off today. What would you like first there, Mahoney? Dave, why don't we start off today's show with some bad news? This may shock you, but we are being ripped off by drug companies. I know. Oh, I really, know Dave? it's hard to believe uh. because the pharmaceutical companies historically have always had our best interest in mind, so it's hard to stomach. I get that. I know. But, yeah, it turns out the uh, the drug companies might not actually have our best interest in mind. No kidding. Yeah. I'm totally shocked. So a report from the Rand Corporation uh, found that U.S. prescription drug prices are significantly higher than in other countries. And you're like, well, I mean, that makes sense. You know, the market and this and that. You're like, no, no, no. These are the exact same drugs. And the study showed the U.S. drug prices are almost three times the prices in other nations. So yep. we're paying three times as much for the exact same drugs. And many times it's because, you know, these corporations have a lock on certain drugs and how long they're able to exclusively manufacture them. Even if they're life-saving drugs, none of that matters because they're just going to get as much profit. It's almost like they don't actually care about our health. And when you think about it, Dave, the, uh, you know, one of the the favorite stats that I, I've seen, you know, when one talks about, you know, health care here in America, uh, only 32 out of the 33 most of Developed countries in the world have figured out how a single payer system can work and how to get everybody in their country taken care of, Mm -hmm. except for us here in the United States. Well, because we have corporatized pharmaceuticals where they're creating a a supply and demand need for medications. Like, I have a friend of mine who literally was not able to get her ADHD, her Adderall medicine for six years. Months. That's wild. Six months. So, I mean, you're talking about, you know, something that's a very popular drug. I mean, they're talking about name brand drugs specifically in the U.S., even more pronounced as far as the price hike, 4.22 times higher. And then you look at things like insulin. In the U.S., the insulin price, 450% more than it costs in Mexico, 3,800% more than it costs in Turkey. My brother yep. is a type 1 diabetic, and the way that they price gouge people, like, obviously, we think of cancer first, right? Yep. How you just bill life, like, how you're just supposed to try and figure out how to live. If you want to try to maybe survive, it's going to cost you everything that your you have. Your pump, your, you know, your yep. insulin, your test strips. I mean, all of those things are so out of this world expensive, and it's just to be able to live. Yep. 
Some good news today as Thank well. God. Uh, the U.S. <laughs> is number one. So while we're sitting here talking about how we can't afford medicine, uh, the U.S. is actually growing at, any fa- at a faster pace than any other G7 country, according to the new IMF World Economic Outlook report. So the report estimates that the U.S. economy grew by 2.5% in 2023 and is set for a similar growth in 2024. Uh, meanwhile, Japan, which is the second largest growth, was at 1.9, Canada at 1.1. So you know, a lot of these countries not seeing anywhere close to the uh, the, the growth rate that the United States is, and I guess that that's good news. It just seems like right now, everyone's kind of like cautiously optimistic. You're like, okay, the economy seems to be doing pretty well right now. It's I thought because we're being be- brainwashed by the media into thinking that things aren't as good as they actually are when the data is in front of us. I know. Yeah, it just seems weird. It's like everyone's like... Is- Oh, wait, so things are going good? Because it doesn't feel like they're going good because the news doesn't want us to feel you know like what, it's going you know, good. Because here's the thing. I remember. We're, we're a little older, Dave, so mm-hmm. we, we remember. Yep. Remember 2008? Sure do. Remember 2009, yep. 10, yep. 11, 12? Yeah, those were bad years. This doesn't feel like that. So the IMF predicts the world economy will grow by 3.1% in 2024. So, you know, whether or not the U.S. is going to be able to continue this in the year ahead, we don't know, but at least according to the predictions right now, it looks like it. So... Gamble more? I don't know that. Like, what's what's the takeaway here? Uh, for you, it was gamble more. Uh, it could yeah. be different for everyone. <laughs> Let's spend. Dave and Mahoney. You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. There was a time back in the day, Mahoney, growing up, where you and I used to have a very inherent risk that I don't think the youth of today do. What's that, When Dave? it came to acquiring the things that we wanted most in life. And I'm talking about pornography. No, pornography was also a lot harder to come by. I mean, I got my hands on my very first pieces of pornography by shoplifting them. Uh, probably not a great idea. Wouldn't encourage that. But I found I, mine in the woods. You found? You know what? I was probably the guy that left it in the woods. Yeah, yeah, because I was. Not, you had to hide it somewhere. That's where you, that's where you hid your porn back in the but day. But it was a penthouse forum letters, and the mm-hmm. reason why I stole that one is because it was smaller, if you recall, than like a traditional size More magazine. booklet form. Yeah. I do feel like now that I look at, back on it in hindsight that. Uh, I think the guy at the gas station knew what I was doing, and he's just like, "You go ahead, buddy. Yeah, you 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 get yours." Because yeah. I don't think I was really that smooth of a thief. Probably not. Had that little gas station in Brainerd, Minnesota, that was selling the nudie magazines. But I'm not talking about pornography. I'm talking about getting our hands on an ice cold soda. Oh, without paying for it, because I mean, they still, I guess, to some degree, have like soda machines at ballparks, like little league parks and stuff like that. But not like they used to, where. Do you remember you could actually reach your little arm up into a soda machine? Oh, yeah. And or, you could pull a soda out? Or a snack machine? A snack machine, oh, same yeah. thing. Um, but it was dangerous, you know, because I don't know if you ever had the, that moment of panic where you put your little your arm, arm up there stuck. and it'll get stuck for mm-hmm. a moment. You're like, they're going to have to saw my arm off. And, and <laughs> this I'm is where I live. As the one-armed thief. For, this is where I live now. This is my new home. Uh, but I, I do, you know, I respect the hustle of you know the people that understand what it was like to try to one steal from the uh, the soda machines or the snack machines, or the kids that would also uh, go try to find all of the coins in the old payphones back in the day before they started the uh, the urban legend that they put needles in those with AIDS with AIDS on them, AIDS needles in the phone return. So it used to be a thing where you get a little coin return, and sometimes there'd be like a quarter or even a nickel in the little slot at the bottom of a payphone. But there was an urban legend that they used to put needles in there with AIDS on the needle. So if you reached in there, you were going to get stabbed by the needle and get AIDS. That was the phone companies trying to keep y'all's change. Probably. <laughs> you know what? I bet there was like a corporate meeting where they were like, all right. We're going to spread this AIDS What's propaganda. Gonna, yeah, it's like the same people who came up with the razor blades and apples at Halloween. Yeah. Like, no, that doesn't happen, man. No one's doing that. I'm giving away free drugs. I will say, though, this candy. kid, 
He's still out here in 2024. He's living the dream. Uh, this one brings us over to, to Australia, Queensland to be specific. That's a three-year-old boy named Ethan. He was at some sort of carnival festival, Dave and Buster's type of place. I don't mm-hmm. know, somewhere where they had one of those gigantic claw machines. Hell yeah. And he wanted to get some of the toys. But he as cl- you know, the bigger the claw machine, generally the worse that it is. Like it doesn't ever hold the thing that you're trying to grab. Right. And so I guess this three-year-old had gotten frustrated. He climbed into the claw machine. He gets stuck in there? He got stuck in there. Deserved. Yeah. You live this- in there now. You've- he went through the prize chute, and he was unable to get his way back out. His, Did they uh, his try parents- the claw on him, though? Because <laughs> I, I feel like if there's the a kid him. inside of a claw machine, you got to try the claw machine on him at least once. At least once. Instead, the, uh, the cops had to show up. They had to shatter the glass pane in order to lift this kid out. And the uh, the toddler was returned to his family uninjured. Uh, but the, uh, the police department was pretty pretty humorous about it it was you know ethan and the police one claw machine zero did they at least give him one of the uh the toys i don't think so i don't think you want to reinforce that lesson like you know if, if you're a kid climbing into a claw machine let's not reward that with a gigantic teddy bear this is the dave and mahoney show how do you really feel tell, tell us i call in the dave and mahoney show voicemail at 833-YO-DUMMY I realize it's subjective, but if you had to pick the greatest rock and roll band of all time between the Beatles, the Stones, Queen, and Pink Floyd, which could you pick and why? I appreciate it. Had a great show. Bye-bye. Message deleted. I mean, I think that's impossible to say which one is greatest because there's so many accolades for all of those. But art is subjective. Who would you choose? I, personally, I choose Queen uh, because Same. I, I can those four. Uh, yeah. Out of those four, that's my favorite one personally. Uh, but as far as the greatest rock band of all time, I mean, I think that universally the answer is probably the Beatles, right? I mean, they've just touched so many people in so many See, different but I, ways. I consider the Beatles more pop than rock. Sure, and I, so, I, I and understand me, that argument For me, as well. it's Zeppelin. You Zeppelin, know, I mean, yeah. Zeppelin one through four, you know, I can listen to that start to finish, back to forth a billion times and I have and I, it'll it'll never stop. See for me it's all about like personal connection because like my son loves that song You're My Best Friend yeah. and like he, he, every time it comes on he's like daddy it's our song and I, you know for like that that was it for me. I mean there's so many great songs in the Queen catalog but yeah the, the personal connection I feel like Queen does so many things well which is why I love them so much. I would have to agree. Out of those four. Do you have one that's better? Well I, I, Zeppelin is for me personally. Oh, okay. All right. I thought you were going to pull out, like, Drowning Pool or something. What? Chevelle. <laughs> Chevelle. Hey. <laughs> the greatest of all time. Hey, hold on. Creed. I, I love Chevelle, and I also love Creed. I did, you Y'all shut your mouth. <laughs> no, I'm not mad at Creed. I was listening to something. I am it came, trash. It came on my shuffle when I was at the gym yesterday. I'm like, I ain't You don't it. change it. It was higher. I was like, this is a great workout song. <laughs> if the, my trilogy. Actually, I don't know why I'm going to incorporate them, but I'm going to. Um, it really is kind of like a Chevelle and a Creed and a Nickelback Those that really your, get me going. The top three no, of no, all no, time? No, okay, Not, no, no. Right. My, like, butt rock. Butt rock? Yeah. But, butt rock baddies? Yeah. Okay. okay. Please leave a message after the tone. I finally was able to get to the website and see your pictures, and Andre, you look like your voice. Mahoney, you look like your voice. Dave, you do not look like your voice. Well, you didn't. I guess maybe since I've seen the picture now, you kind of do. And I'm thinking, isn't it funny how you hear somebody and you just kind of decide what they look like? Message deleted. I've been told that my entire career. Yep. People have always thought that I'm older and fatter than than I am. And I'm working on that. It's slowly I'm, becoming I'm true. Yeah, I'm, I'm morphing into that person that everyone thought that I would be all those years ago. We've sounded the same since we were 21. Right. Um, A little and- higher pitched. Not really. I think it just slowed down. Like, I think also 
I think it was my as my metabolism slowed, my voice, my talking also slowed down some. Oh. Oh, you think he was higher pitched when he was younger? Just yeah. a little more excited at twenty one. Yeah. He's just no. more he's just more tired. I am. Yeah. He's oh, just sleepy. Interesting. That's all. <laughs> okay. I but, mean, from a from a person who, you know, whenever I hear how you guys sounded whenever you were younger, it definitely was giving more like frosted tips and pinky rings. Yeah. We so. had more energy. Yeah, yeah. That was what it was. Yeah. And you we were guys, also like surged. We were also drinking, you know, Surge. heaped no, up on four locos. <laughs> four loco and Red Bull and yeah. five hour energy and every and you know, whatever to keep us up through the night. The 2000s were so weird. It's like a you, wild time, Moni, man. you were drinking Red Bull. I cannot even so, fathom that. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, <laughs> through the, powering through the... I mean, I worked the late shift. I worked, mm-hmm. you know, I would come into the station... Probably about 6 p.m. and I would all and I would leave about 6 a.m. But my actual shift was like midnight to 6 a.m. I mean, right. Mahoney's a bit of a weirdo, but when you think about the scale of the weirdo guys that did like the late night yeah. radio shows, Mahoney was the normal one. Like you had to be. It's it's a tough gig to work, you know, graveyard, regardless of what the job is. It's even weirder when you're on the radio and you're talking. Like random people would call, and half of them would be. You know, cracked out of their head. Some of them would be in jail. It was just a, a weird, weird gig to have. Like I loved it job. though. My fa- it was one of my. You know, late at night, there's literally nobody, and so it's like you got to do your own thing. So you're you're working, but you're not really supervised. You like to be moving through the cloak of the night. Well, there's no traffic. To- oh, oh, <laughs> it's all about like efficiency and getting into work and getting out of work. I and- just don't want to sit. I don't want to sit in traffic. That's just not. For you're me. very. You're an easy guy to please, huh? Yep. That's just. That's about it. He's <laughs> like, I will take the absolute worst possible job when it comes to hours, just mm-hmm. to avoid any traffic. sort of traffic. <laughs> and he's just like amped up in, when he was younger on like Red Bulls. <laughs> he's geeked out of his mind, man. Do you guys remember Garbage Pail Kids? Like, if anybody ever wants to know why our generation is so messed up, take a look at those cards. Holy. I can't imagine that you were allowed to have Garbage Pail Kids, Dave, when you were a kid. I was not. They were a very hot currency that Mm -hmm. was treated, but they were far too filthy. Uh, The the actual Garbage Pail Kids cards, he's right. Uh, Pretty graphic, and, I mean, I understand why a parent would be like, no, we're going to pass it. My parents let me have them. Of course they did. I had them. I had the Garbage Pail Kids and the Operation Desert Shield slash Desert Storm trading cards as well. Storm and Norman Schwarzkopf, right? Yeah. Oh, it, dude, I still have that. I, in mint. That's like a 9-8, man. That's great. That thing's worth money. That was, yeah, a, but that like, was a general in the in the war, and Mahoney had his trading card, in case you're wondering. Yeah, I was confused, but I was just going to roll with it. Dude, if you don't remember Storm and Norman, man, like, that's, that I mean, a long time granted, ago. Granted, Audrey was not born yet when that was going down, but that's True. fair. I was born in 91. Yeah. I was going to ask, you said that it's still pretty mint. Have you looked up what that uh, would sell for these days I in the, the good even Lord think about 2024? It. Oh, you wouldn't, wouldn't even think about it. Are, I mean, you wouldn't sell it? We lost, Get unfortunately, we lost uh, Storm and Norman a couple years back. Mm. Uh, and uh, I would never, I would never, I would never. That's so something he was a real a, person in a real war? They had trading yeah. cards yeah. for Operation Desert Shield slash Desert Storm. I mean, Isn't they, that crazy if we were to I do that now? I had, I had a, like, dude, I remember going to the mall with my grandparents and getting like this badass eagle holding like machine guns, and it said Operation, you know, I, su- I support Operation Desert Storm and our troops and stuff like that. Yeah. And like, there's pictures of me as a kid with that. I'm like, man, I was, and I had Dude, a mullet. They used you to were do politicized s- at yeah, 10. They used to do well, so much better back of, a, of a job of brainwashing us into the, the propaganda of whatever it was that, that, that we needed to be supporting. I mean, our favorite toys growing up. Or G.I. Joe's. Yeah. You know, they had cartoons about G.I. Joe's, and that would 
you know, make you want to go fight for for our country well, and everything patriotism else. Patriotism has changed. It, it's it, it's changed a little bit, but yeah, back in the day, being a patriot a, meant wearing an eagle with machine guns in yeah. each hand, having a mint storm in Norman. I trading missed car. that shirt. <laughs> I missed that you shirt. You don't think you can find it now? No, <laughs> sure you can. Any local Walmart, it's you can find the, a not the same bald eagle. That with ain't guns. made in America. <laughs> it's made in China for sure. <laughs> for sure, it's not. you're listening to Dave and Mahoney. Oh my God, would you people shut up? Dave and Mahoney. Mahoney, do you ever feel like you would lose a standoff for your house with an animal? Uh, no, Dave. So you feel like you could take on a pack of feral raccoons or something? Oh, I'd, I'd wreck a pack of raccoons. We've seen the uh, the rattlesnake dens that they found in some houses. I think if there was a den of rattlesnakes that they were they were they kept finding the snakes uh, around the house, that I'd probably be like, we need to get that cleared up before yeah, I go back. You know, fair. anything that can kill you. Yeah, if it's like a raccoon, you're like. Eh, maybe you got I can rabies. Fight at least seven maybe raccoons. I got rabies. I, I can fight seven raccoons. Okay, I think I think uh, up to a dozen, and then it would get overwhelming. But uh-huh. yeah, you're right. A dozen raccoons possible. Seven raccoons easy. But can you imagine getting into a standoff with some sort of creature in your house and just having to give up? Because that's exactly what's happening with a woman and a family in Savannah. They say that their neighborhood in Georgia, uh, they, they had to leave it because of an infestation of bats. Oh. So Monica and Isaiah Grant said they encountered their first bat earlier this year, back on January 18th. And as more bat encounters occurred, they discovered that their whole house was infested. I don't know if you happen to see the video that's been floating around of this. But when you talk about a bat infestation, you talk about whole corners of the ceiling covered in black because it's all bats all stacked up next, next to each other. The exterminators told them the situation is worse than anything they had ever seen. And when you're talking about an infestation of anything, when the professional exterminators come out and they say that this is the worst that we have ever seen, boy, that's bad. That is quite the statement, I would say, Dave. And um, I mean, when, you, when you've got like, if you're an exterminator and you need to call in help, who do you call? Is there like a bat exterminator company specifically in Savannah? There might be. I mean, you talk about there's got to be somebody that specializes in that sort of thing. They you should be call... called the uh, like Joker pest removal. Oh, I like that. Yeah. That's clever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they uh, they say they're trying to raise money right now for relocation costs, but they had to get rabies shots. They had to abandon their house. The city of Savannah <laughs> issued a code ordinance violation for the property, so they can't even go back to the house if they want to. So, yeah, getting into a standoff with a house infested with bats and losing Boy, does that stink, especially when you got little kids. You don't know what to do. You don't know where to go. Like, what a mess for this family. We wish you the best. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. The strangest, strangest, dumbest, dumbest, and funniest audio from the depths of the World Wide Web. This this, this, this is the Internet is Undefeated on Dave and Mahoney. Take the words of the gospel of Audrey Drake and understand that you need to fix your algorithm if you spend a lot of time online instead of doom scrolling and looking at all of this negativity and all of the terrible things that are going on in the world. Just look for silly, fun stuff. It just makes it so much more enjoyable. Or yep. dogs. We yeah. are dogs. Dogs. Dogs and food. food. <laughs> yeah, the and things that make you laugh. Stupid things happening online that make us giggle. Because I, honestly, though, Dave, I don't think that a lot of people realize that taking accountability for your timeline is on you. If you look at Doom and if you like the Doom, then your algorithm is only going feed to feed you, you that. Yep. Instead, find wonderful things like this. Like, this is a cringy dating video. And for those of you that are watching Love on the Spectrum like I am, me and the <laughs> wife, oh, boy, I'm really into the cringy dating My stuff. My husband can't stop watching Dude, it. Dude, how many seasons of there are there? I is think that? there's only two, right? I think I so. I don't know. I mean, I, I haven't really been watching it until the last few nights because we only have, like, one show we're watching right now. So that's kind of the filler. 
and now I'm like pretty invested in a lot of these relationships. <laughs> Good for you, Dave. And, like I have to go out of town today. I'm like, hey, babe, you can't be can't be cheating. No show on cheat. Me. Yeah, no show cheating. I'm invested now. <laughs> so what are we listening to? This is a guy who uh, he's you know got a dating video he put up, and some people are saying it's fairly awkward and it gets there pretty quick. I'm I'm single, and uh, I'm just looking for somebody who likes to have. I'm just looking for somebody who likes to have fun and is a fun-loving type gal. Uh, brunettes are something, and, and so are redheads or blondes. That's tall women or short, because height is in the eye of the beholder, if you think about it. Because someone who likes me for me is who I'm looking for, because I'm, I'm that type of guy who likes me when you... And we could go out and do all kinds of things. I like uh, all kinds of music. What I really want is someone who will call me and, and will love me because I'm everyone I know is married. And I'm, I don't know anybody or anything. And it's just not right when, because I deserve love like anybody else. I don't need to rummage through that dumpster for a playboy. Yes, yes. Whoa, now we're there. There's some passion in that man. <laughs> well, I'll date not- you. That's not from Love on the Spectrum. No, no, no. no. That's, that's just, just like an 80s like video dating place. That, that's just a dude on the internet, yeah. Oh, yeah, my yeah. goodness. People really ah! just, he had no idea what he wanted either and nope. then got angry at himself towards the end. So, and I can also confidently say to you, sir, that no, height is not in the eye of the beholder. What are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, there's some people who don't know how to properly judge how tall certain people are, but that's, a, mm-hmm. that's another story for another time. But uh, I've been getting fed on my algorithm because I haven't watched Love on the Spectrum, but I've been getting, like, there's a couple that are singing the Lion King song oh, to oh each yeah, other. Yeah, they, they they love big cats. In fact, and the so, episode I watched, they went to a big cat facility, and they were, like, feeding the lions and talking to the tigers. But, it was, oh, man. I've, it was I've, my, my, my algorithm has cycled through so much that I've seen that. Now I've seen a video of them singing the Lion King song while watching themselves sing, sing the, the Lion, Lion King, King song. song. Oh, yeah. gosh. It's, it's special. They, I will say, they. Uh, I don't know much about them, but I, I like that couple. They seem like they're really good for and each she's other. And she's not a bad singer either. Right, yeah. He, you know, he's yeah. about as good a singer as I am. Yeah. So this next one here is uh, is a throwback clip, taking us back uh, almost 45 years now to 1979. This is a vintage news clip that's starting to circulate. I guess back in 1979, a lot of parents took their kids to the theaters to watch the Alien movie, thinking that it was just a fun outer space, kind of like E.T.-style film or something. Mm-hmm. I can tell you confidently that I have never been more absolutely terrified than the alien ride they had at Disney mm, back in the day. Yeah. My dad had no idea how, how terrifying it was when it used to breathe on the back of your neck and the blood, the faux, faux blood would drip down on your head. So whatever these children feel, I'm validating. And a lot of the parents were not too impressed. Are you sorry, sir, that you brought your son along to see Alien? No, ma'am. I think he should have seen it. It's something that he needs to know that things could like that could happen in life. <laughs> that could be a true story. Based on, you know, science or science. We, we, we never know what's going on on the outside of the world. Did the movie scare you at all? Yes, ma'am, it did. Did you know that this was an R-rated movie when you brought him? Yes, we did. Are you sorry you brought him? Yes, <laughs> I am. Are you glad you saw it? Yeah. Would you recommend to your little friends who are your age to go see it? Uh, no, I wouldn't. According to the National Association of Broadcasters Code, television cannot show you the more violent scenes from Alien. Several adults have walked out of the movie, but no parents with children have been seen leaving early. At $4 a ticket, perhaps they feel they have too much invested. Or maybe, as psychologists keep telling us, we Americans are becoming more and more immune to excessive behavior. So, 
I mean, that's I saw false. Alien, which is, again, one of the, the greatest, like, thriller, horror, you know, space movies of all time. I saw that, like, when I was, like, 13 or 14. It's still, like, it was tense. So I can't imagine any younger than that watching that, especially not knowing what you're going to watch in the theater. Uh, yeah, man, but it's like, if we could just go back in time and tell those people from 1979, like, if this this is what you're worried about, wait until you get about 40 years down the road from now. I'm going to introduce you to something called corporate greed and the opioid crisis. So AI. <laughs> you're worried about a rated R movie. Shut up. Taylor I, Swift AI. I can't, <laughs> re- I can't remember if it was Ridley Scott who directed it. And, you know, Ridley Scott from Gladiator, he's directed, you know, all a ton big, of big, big movies, big yeah. movies over the year. Or the writer from Alien uh, who pitched this, their elevator pitch for the movie Alien was like four words, three words. They're like, you know, he's like, I've got a movie, I've got a script. And, the, you know, he's p- pitching some movie executive, and he said Jaws in Space. That was it. That's perfect. Jaws in Space. Yep. I tried to watch that movie the other day. It, it, it's not that. It, it's pretty bad. <laughs> like, Jaws? No. Well, no. But, yeah, probably Jaws as well. Yeah. But in 2024, certain things just don't hold, don't up, hold up in yeah. time. Yeah. Um, so there's people that have the super hot take that Taylor Swift is ruining football. And while I think that's a very lazy hot take, there's people that are actually, like, going out of their way to be a-holes about it, including people that are at the games, like when Taylor Swift is walking by. I don't know if you've heard this, but there's a woman that was at the Chiefs and Ravens game that was screaming at her. She was walking down the tunnel to go congratulate Travis Kelsey, I guess, after the game. I didn't do anything. Hey, Taylor. Yeah, you're ruining football, Taylor. So, Just your I mean, presence. Shut but up. I will say this, though. So lame. It is a part of sports to be heckled. I mean, that is, that's going to a game. Fair but, enough. I got to like, get that. But she's yeah. not playing. She's not. There's no. also, sure. there's also yeah. a There's also a big difference there. And if there was one thing, like, her, like, dunking, like, you've seen the Chiefs win. Like they, they're not. She's not dunking on anybody. She's an Eagles fan. Well, look. she's from she's from Pennsylvania. So can like, we also, also have the same energy for Brittany Mahomes? Well, no, she deserves. Okay, okay. So it's just because it's Taylor. I got and it. Also, oh, that's got just it. Pretty, I was going to say, all got things it. are pretty mild, uh, considering that's Baltimore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. yeah they, they didn't shoot you, so it's pretty good. So you, you got, you out, of you got out of there yeah. with that. Uh, and finally, speaking of football, this is uh, George Kittle, who's one of the best tight ends in the game. Whether you know you're a 49ers fan yep. or not, I think you can respect George Kittle as you an got athlete. Him on your fantasy team. You're he, happy. He, he he balls almost every yep. single week. Uh, but they've had him mic'd up for a lot of this season, and George Kittle is pretty damn funny. I love the Niners. This is really fun. Hey, what's up? I'm waiting for Debo. Hey, Man, dude. I done tripped over somebody's foot. No, you didn't. That was all me. Why are you following me around? Am I, is it because I'm cute? I thought so. Oh, 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 I got you so good. I got you. <laughs> little shimmy shakes on that first play from scrimmage. I swear I sneezed. Just a little one. I swear I sneezed. Yes! Yes, you! Happy New Year's, Niners win! <laughs> Why is it the tight ends are the most broiest bros in the entire world? You mix his energy with Gronk, and the world explodes. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, for sure. man, they're all. I mean, because they're all six foot five, just two hundred and twenty-five pounds of pure <laughs> muscle. Yeah. Even they were bred to be bros. <laughs> Absolutely. You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. Oh boy, it's big. You know, shout out to people that go out of their way to be nice. 
For me, it's always about the kids, right? I don't care if anyone's nice to me. I'm fairly dead inside. But when I see people that are disinterested and or seemingly annoyed with kids when kids are being happy, I'm always kind of taken aback by it. You're a real piece of garbage if you hate the sound of kids' happiness. I'm not talking about kids laughing and screaming about when they're on an airplane or something like that. I get but how that's in annoying. general. Like it, 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 yes. There's something pure about somebody who can still get happy. If there's a baby <laughs> that you see at the grocery store you know that's, that's smiling at you and you're just disinterested or you don't care at all, yeah, yeah, I mean that's that's how do you right? not? Kids are the best. Kids, like, dude, yes. a fat ass baby, a fat ass baby, or a little puppy. If those two things don't oh. just melt your heart, and I see a fat ass baby, I'm just like, mm-hmm. double whammy. If the happy smiling child isn't yours. Because then you don't have to ever hear it cry. Right. You just go, goo goo gaga, and we and have a little moment, away. and then, like, see you later. I'm <laughs> back to the sick. produce section. That's 10 out of 10. It's amazing. That's dopamine right so, there. <laughs> I've never heard anyone separate the word like that. That's dopamine. dopamine. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. Let's so move on. My, uh, my kids still love when the garbage truck comes around because it's a giant truck, so I get it. Mm-hmm. And they just so happened to be outside when the garbage truck was coming around a couple of days ago. And I thought it was so cool to see the gar- the garbage truck driver stop and take a moment for the kids because that just made their whole week. And I didn't know this. Did you know that garbage truck drivers have... And I don't know if this is the case for all of them, but at least this guy did. Coloring books in the garbage truck? Oh, wow. Well, I mean, you got to think. Every little boy ever loves garbage trucks, yes. fire trucks. Big so, ass cool trucks that are doing jobs. cool trucks that have jobs. And so, like, part of it was kind of like corporate propaganda. Sure. <laughs> you know, How it. cool it is to be a garbage truck guy. You know, and like what they do and like separating the recycling from the trash and you know how great they are for the environment and if you want to donate and you know, whatever. But they had, you know, these cute little coloring books and the garbage truck driver sees that they're so excited out there waving so he gives them a little which awesome. if you could get somebody to give you a little toot toot, Hell yeah. oh, that's game changer. I feel like that's a lost art on the uh, the roadways of America. Everyone's so distracted now with their tablets Dude, and with their streaming I would be or on a road trip and if we got one honk from a trucker, Ooh, that made that wait. whole ass oh, yeah. trip for sure. And that's all I thought about was like that 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 big success. Rig. Yeah, mm-hmm. he saw you. You mm-hmm. matter. That's right. That's right. But these kids, uh, they're out there waving. The guy gives them the toot toot. Stops the garbage truck. Gets out. Comes over. Has like a little pack of crayons and coloring books for all of them. And I just thought that was the coolest thing. That is so cool. No. Now uh, that means that they all got to get a job at the local garbage. Place. So I was actually thinking that in order to fully indoctrinate them, I was going to take him to the waste management open and get him roaring drunk. Mm-hmm. See if maybe they'll, you know, like go running across one of the greens with like a DaveMahoney.com tattooed on them or something like that. A little promotion for the show. GoldenPalace.com slash DaveMahoney.com. I was thinking, and probably exactly what this gentleman working, yeah. uh, this garbage truck was thinking, small hands, so good at Very good at separating trash and recycling. And recycling, yeah. yes. You think Child this is labor. the long game? Like they're trying to recruit them? Absolutely. <laughs> you um, things are getting really expensive, Dave. I don't yeah, know if you've yeah. noticed. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, groceries are pretty high. So uh-huh. the sooner they get jobs, the better. I've been telling my wife that. I'm like, we need to get these little freeloaders to work. And that's gotta, how I talk. I'm like, come on, babe. Let's come get on, to work. Come on, babe. Let's get these kids to work. <laughs> look, at the, look at the nice. tiny hands. I can work fast. <laughs> you got to do something nice for this driver now. Cookies. You want don't, homemade don't, cookies? Don't, don't, nothing homemade. Can't trust that. Like you, we know that. So like, what would you suggest then? Money. Money. Cash. <laughs> You've got a lemon Cold tree. Home. Give him some lemons. He doesn't want lemons. Oh, he wants okay. cash. What Cold about home. lemons and cash? 
I mean, we'll throw the lemons out and keep the cash. So you you, you package it however you want. But lemons are also an, uh, like a disinfectant, too. So you see double entendre there. Lemons, antibacterial. He's not worried about guy. Give that see man what I mean? some money. <laughs> okay, so now I need to pay. I, I'm just talking they about how great, great it is for know, a random act of kindness. And now Mahoney's like, the only way to pay this man back is to fully compensate him for his coloring books. Yes. Fair enough. Dave and and Mahoney. New message. Call the Dave and Mahoney Show voicemail. 833-YO-DUMMY. That's 833-963-8669. Please leave a message after the tone. Okay, Ren and Stimpy, they were a great comedy duo, but you guys forgot Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder. Message deleted. No, I don't, I don't certainly think did not forget Richard and Gene. Didn't somebody actually say Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder? I somebody think this called guy in, called in, and I, I think we just had a side conversation. Is so. that what it was? Okay. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, as far as, like, the greatest comedy duos of all time, it's impossible to nail down who is actually the best because there's been so many great ones over the years. I just don't feel like we've got a lot of great comedy duos in modern day. I think Key and Peele were and probably Peele's the strong. last two. Tom and Burt. But even Key and Peele Tom were and 10 Burt. years ago. Tom and Burt are great, but I don't, like, we're not seeing a lot, we don't see a lot of stuff of them that they put out together other than their podcast. Yeah, you know, podcast true. is one that's thing. That's true. But we're not seeing a lot of, like, produced material. As far as, like, big blockbuster movies that are almost always in a duo, um, and then they play off each other so well, even though it's unconventional, is The Rock and Kevin Hart. Oh, yeah, they're they're a funny little, a little couple. Yeah, the way that they, like, banter back and forth with each other and how they're so different, but, I mean, they do big stuff together and it tends to work pretty well. Yeah. There's, I mean, I there's a lot of things that I think it's all subjective, right? Everybody's got their own funny. Whoever just makes you a little giggle, but you're right. There's not many duos anymore. So there's, I was going to say, there is one that my wife and I did buy on like the, what is it, the iTunes store. It's uh, Shane Gillis and his buddy uh, Neves, who's like his director, directed his comedy special. Okay. It's called Gillian Neves, the special, and those two together. Pretty good in that. Shane, it, it, it hasn't gotten a lot of publicity because it's you know Shane Gillis is still kind of like on the rise know, on the you know he's not in the the complete public zeitgeist yet but his Netflix special was I thought the best of 2023 if you haven't watched Shane Gillis and his Netflix special if you have Netflix uh give it a watch man it is it's called beautiful dogs it is so so good please leave a message after the tone dummy is appropriate you guys don't understand anything. The NFL has hit its lowest point in 2022, down 16 to 17% in viewership, and it's up 9% last year, this season, 2023. Guess what? It's still down, and it has been on a downward trajectory since 2015. Position it any way you want. What's that but in your mouth? dummy is very appropriate, and God, I wish my coworker would change the station. Sounds like something's in your mouth. What exactly is that in your mouth, sir? Also, there was a whole pandemic during that time as well. Hang on, bro. I I love that your coworker is forcing you to listen to us and you hate it. So you're going to call in and you're going to tell us that the NFL is on a downslope. That's the hill that you're going to die on when we're not even talking about the percentage being up year over year. It was record numbers during the course of the playoffs. So no matter how you want to try to spin it, there's 55 million people watching and a single And look at the revenue game. that they brought in. That's the only number that matters. It doesn't matter how many people are watching. How much money did they bring in? You don't get it. You don't get it. 
It's just not bro, true. Yes, bro. it is, man. We're not making these numbers up. I'm not sitting here standing for the NFL. They don't need us. They don't, certainly they need don't to need be us. paying more taxes not, on the money that they're bringing they're in. They're not paying us anything, no. but let's let's just call a spade a spade. The NFL is doing just fine, no matter how much it makes you angry. You think angry. they're dying? You, uh, yeah. bro, you got to get out. You got to get off cable news for real. You just got to get out of that bubble. If you had a quote about your life written on your tombstone, what would it say? Message deleted. She tried her best. He was very tired. <laughs> for <Yeah>. rent. <laughs> what? That's just on my tombstone. For rent. I'm for a, rent? We can advertise on that bitch. You're, oh, you want to like and have like an endorser on your tombstone? Damn right. It's, I, NASCAR up my gravestone. <laughs> Dave and Mahoney. It's the Dave and Mahoney Show. So there is a big controversy that's going on right now. I don't know if you guys heard about this, but there is a mom that is being banned from dropping her children off at school. And you're like, well, why on earth would that be the case? Unless she was, I don't know, drunk in the carpool line or something like that. Uh, that was not the case. This mom, uh, she's been dropping her kid off at a, uh, a school that is a religious school. It's a private Christian school called Liberty Christian Prep. And they're saying that they have decided to ban her because of an advertisement on her car. Now, Follow me here, because when I saw this headline at first, I was like, this is ridiculous. Why would you ban somebody with all of the bumper stickers that you can get offended by? There's a lot of them out there. There's a lot of overtly political stuff, which sure. you're like, that probably doesn't have a place around kids, you know, as you're dropping them off at school, especially if there's, you know, vulgarities. You remember back in the day, Mahoney, when, you know, Calvin from Calvin and Hobbes was peeing on a Chevy logo, and they're mm-hmm. like, this is so indecent, my God. It seems kind of ridiculous that any mom would be getting flack for a bumper sticker on her car Maybe. when she's dropping her kid off at school. And then you go, okay, let me look into it a little bit more. This isn't a bumper sticker. It's this not. is a full back windshield size uh, decal. It's the entire back window of the vehicle, and it's an advertisement for her OnlyFans. So, yeah, no, she's not allowed to do that. And let me tell you, let, let me let me throw a hot take here for one second. My guess is she enrolled her kids in a private Catholic or a private Christian school, a uh, religious-based educational facility, just to make this happen. Because here's the thing. The more this gets out, all this is doing is advertising her OnlyFans. That's a good point, Mahoney. This is, it's like, I don't believe, like, again, I, I don't I don't I don't slut shame you we I sell I celebrate nudity and hey you do pornography if it's for you if you, you consume it if it's for you but we be all healthy agree there's about a time it, and a but place, there's not right? a place there's never a place be it private school or public school for pornography around little kids also like if you're the mom like what are you doing to your kids Where are you, this is I mean it was but back she in the day care. like imagine if you know a mom was in Playboy they would always be like tell girls don't do Playboy because what's it going to be like when you become a mom that was like different right because first off getting to that level sure. was, was really something but if you're rolling up and dropping your kid off you know that every single kid in that school is going to only fans to look at your mom naked and yeah. it feels like as a as a mom again there's a market that you can get for it and this isn't the way to do it because you're basically kind of throwing your kids under the bus because i agree with you mahoney the reason why this is getting so much noise is because she's the one that ran it out because the school actually tried to find a solution they said hey you can still drop your kid off at school just do it across the street and then we'll have somebody walk your kid safely across and the street it's just also don't- a, and, and even taking the uh, religious aspect out of it and the kid aspect out of it they're also a private institution yeah, they can do whatever they, they want, want. 
want. They, they are a, basically yep. a private business. Yep. I think we're all on the same page here, right? Like no one's for over censorship, and there's but there's a time and it's place. It's gross for to me because you're exploiting your children for your OnlyFans. Well, but also, I don't think that full disclosure. None of us really have an issue with her having an OnlyFans none, none. because we've heard about a lot of these. Schools who actually are kicking the kids out because they found out that the mother had an OnlyFans. Allegedly. Well, allegedly, yeah. right? But, I mean, like, that's just not There's a couple the of those same. Story. There's a couple of stories where, though, that's actually not true. They just withdrew their kids, and they said they got kicked out. Because, because they want to the promote attention. it. Because it creates outrage. My problem with this is you're using your kids. I don't believe this is a real problem, and you're just using this to try to get clout. That's why we're not giving out your OnlyFans. I looked at it. It's really not that good. You no, did. No, I'm you kidding. Did. It's trash. <laughs> was it? You checked it out? No. no. Me either. You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. Americans that are nuttier than a payday. I got me a dog. It's the Redneck Report on Dave and Mahoney. Man, this is a real embarrassing thing to get arrested for again. Who's Somebody who's had a long relationship with shoplifting. I would not recommend it. I've been to jail for shoplifting before. It's the only time I've had to spend a night overnight in jail. Not proud of my shoplifting history, which has been rather checkered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. But this guy got busted trying to steal a $1,250 Snoop Dogg bobblehead from a restaurant. Why would a Snoop Dogg bobblehead be $1,200? Well, it's a special one. It's, uh, it's 43 inches tall. Which is, you know, over three feet. Uh-huh. So that's a pretty big Snoop Dogg bobblehead. Okay. The theft occurred on a Monday night. There was surveillance footage showed the suspect take the bobblehead as he's preparing to leave and just walking out the front door with it. The general manager expressed sadness over the loss of the popular three and a half foot tall Snoop Dogg bobblehead. Uh, they they were able to track down the individual responsible for stealing this gigantic Snoop Dogg bobblehead. And next thing you know, got busted, headed to jail. What uh, what kind of restaurant has a three foot Three and a half foot tall Snoop Dogg bobblehead, though. Is this like a. It's a Mexican restaurant, I think. It's Cantina Laredo in Fort Myers. So I've been to Snoop eat there one time. Maybe. They're like, you know what would be great to commemorate Snoop Dogg eating here seven years ago? A three and a half foot bobblehead. See, Cantina Laredo sounds more like an Applebee's to me, no? No, a cheesecake factory? Uh, Yeah. yeah, Probably got a really good cheesecake. Also, I did not realize until you guys started saying it as many times as you did, I don't like the word bobblehead. You don't? No. Snoop Dogg bobblehead. Snoop Dogg uh-uh. bobblehead. Nope. Whenever you say it that many times, it feels like it's a fake word. So I can't think of a much worse thing to assault somebody with than a chocolate egg because they're hollow. It's not going to hurt the person. Depends. Like you could You could throw a chocolate egg. Audrey, I give Are you, you talking about a Cadbury cream egg? Yeah. Those things no, have got some they weight. got cream in them. They're not hollow. Uh, those aren't weight. hollow. There, no, there's there's right. cream in there. Yeah, I'm thinking of the chocolate bunnies that are yeah, hollow. Yeah, the bunnies. You could, you, you could like... Also, you, you weapon... Hit, like, hit somebody with a chocolate bunny WWE style. Like, they hit them with the... Uh, the shatters everywhere. Yeah. yeah. With, like, uh, the uh, kendo stick or a trash can. Uh, John Mihas, who's actually a pretty good-looking guy. Let me see. Do, do you have eyes? He, well, I you mean, don't think like, he's a good-looking guy? He he looks looks like, he, you know who he looks like? He looks like that porn star, uh, the real weird what? one. I know who you're talking who, what's about. What's that guy's don't, name? Don't like you don't know his Are name. you talking about no, the gray guy? James, James Dean. Dean. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, does. <laughs> he does. He does. Hang on, let me see him again. guy who's weird. Hang on. No, I mean, he did get canceled. He did get canceled. He totally, yeah. absolutely, 100% does look like Point that is, guy. a little too good-looking to be getting into an altercation where you're jumping over a counter and hitting a gas station employee with a chocolate egg. It just struck me as I mean, weird. if you're going to throw anything at my face, I mean, I'll take a mini Cadbury cream egg to the face. Yeah, I bet you will. I, I, I but I'll try to catch will. it. Naughty. So an Australian man. You know they changed the formula, though, on the Cadbury cream eggs. I, I did not know that. Tell us more. They have. I was kidding. Don't. 
They have they have shrink shrinkflation. What Cadbury cream eggs is a real thing. Wow. You should file a class action lawsuit. There's I forget there's somebody else out there who's already done that. So an Australian man by the name of David Richardson had uh, has escaped from jail after visiting a Hungry Jack's, which is the Australian version of Burger King. Uh, he claimed that he had taken a substance known as the uh, Pitbull Super, which I guess is a supercharged Viagra. It's kind of like a where they take a bunch of different things and mix it together, and supposedly it gives you a uh, for a couple of days, which Whoa, seems you bad. don't want a boner for several days. They tell you to seek medical attention if it lasts more than four hours. So he, I guess, pulled up to the drive-thru after he'd had, uh, according to him at least, some fun with several ladies. Uh-huh. So he'd, he'd gone so, through with the act and then still you're had... You're going to go treat them to some, some no, whoppers? No, he, he was by himself and went through the drive-thru and I guess was still so visibly aroused that it, it really started to startle the, the drive-thru workers because even though he had a strategically placed towel, uh, it still was, was very much... Was he not much, wearing pants and just had a towel? It's kind of what it sounds like. That sounds Gross. like a kink, and I don't believe this guy. Lock him up. The uh, I mean, like, like just lock all of him up. <laughs> Even the judge was like, you couldn't have just gotten, like, it delivered. Did you really need to go through the drive-thru at full mast? Mm-hmm. What do you do? You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. Dave and Mahoney. You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. So there is a debate that is raging right now, and it all started with a Gen Z employee who is facing criticism after informing her boss that she could not attend an 8 a.m. meeting. And obviously there is a big push right now from a whole contingent of people online that don't feel like they want to work. And there's a bunch of people that get labeled as people that don't want to work when some people actually do want to work, but they want fair conditions. I think that the answer is probably, like most things in life, Mahoney, somewhere in the middle, right? Where it's not this, okay, I don't have to work, but I should still get paid because that's ridiculous. That's not how working works. Uh, But then there's also a bunch of people that are fighting for just like reasonable conditions and not having to do things, literally wasting your life away, sitting in an office when it's not when it's not necessary. I agree. You know, when this debate about the uh, 8 a.m. meeting, if you're not getting paid for the meeting, then you are not required to go to that meeting. So she's not getting paid for the meeting? They they wanted her to come in before the uh, before the before the day started. If If you're a salaried employee, it's different. It sucks. But that's part of the gig of becoming a salaried employee. But if you're an hourly employee and your normal call times like 9 or 10 a.m. and they ask you to come in and they ask you to come in without pay, F that. So here's here's the debate, Audrey. The reason why this is raging is because the, the employee was facing criticism because they informed their boss they couldn't attend the 8 a.m. meeting because they had a workout class. And everyone's like, whoa, 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 wait a second. Yeah. But I think that it does matter the details as to what you're talking about, Mahoney. Like, if you're, you know, salaried and they say there's an 8 a.m. meeting and it's mandatory and you you're like, sorry, I've got a jazzercise, that doesn't work, right? But if you're getting paid by the hour and they're not going to pay you for being there for this meeting and, you know, you've prioritized or have a routine. So we're again, speculating, what's from, the, what, what is it? Do we know whether or not she's salaried or if she's hourly? It didn't say. So it just said that they oh. were questioning the employer's policies. So it sounds to me like it was probably a salaried situation, right? Yes. But at the same time, it's like there's also a lot of companies that are going, hey, you prioritizing your health is really important. And as somebody that tends to be a stand for routines, like if she has to come in every day at 9.30 and that's when her day starts and she doesn't get off till 6.30 or whatever, then just springing a surprise And is this a meeting, meeting that can just be an email? Right. Like, because I, I would say in our life of meetings, most of the time... Almost 95% of the meetings we've had could have been emails. 
Dude, I think I'm the villain in my thought process on this. You're you're taking up for the corporation. I kind of am. Okay. Because I think, though, that there is, and I feel like you're going to, you will eventually maybe agree with me on this. Okay. Because when you're young, you're, you have to hustle, right? Like, whenever you're trying to get up in the corporate world, and if you want to stop being able to complain about not making money, you got to go to the 8 a.m. meeting. If it was, you know, dropped on you 6 o'clock the next day, I'm sorry. That's still part of your salary. Like, you have to go in. They're not asking you to go in 8 a.m. Monday through Friday and, and expecting an extra hour of you to do a 10-hour work day. It's one time. You can well, reschedule that class. Time, but it's, you no, know. But I'm no, but in, this, not, in, this, not, in this scenario, see, if we're creating fake scenarios where they're asking this of her all of the time, then that's different, right? But if it's a one-time ask or even a couple times of an ask, you can reschedule that workout class and then maybe go later. I know it's an well, inconvenience, but again, if this, it's a meeting that's important. In this case particular, she had to, she had money. She paid for this class, and they didn't offer a refund. So they asked, will you refund me for my workout class? And this was a last-minute thing, and they said, no, I understand. And I'm with you. Working hard, again, as much as you know, everybody says don't work hard and you know, quiet, quit, and do all these things— I don't think that's the case. Maybe in certain circumstances where you're being mistreated, but there's never a case where you're going to truly be a great coworker or a great worker and that that hard work isn't going to pay off at some point. See, it just may not pay I, off as soon as you'd like. I, I think that Audrey's on to something here, though. Like, no one, and I've said this many times before, no one ever complains their way to the top, right? Ooh. I mean, there used to be a thing where hard work was obviously celebrated, I think, for very good reason, and it's, it's swung too far the other direction, where now it's like you're this uh, viral sensation if you're just making a big point of how you don't want to work hard. Like, you got to bust your hump in order to get ahead. And realistically, if they had her coming in at 8, she probably was going to be able to leave at 4, and I have been a part of uh, gyms where they are workout class-based, and you can just shift that workout class to later that evening, and they will not charge you. It sounds like there's probably lack of compromise on both sides. For sure. But normally the person with the money, in this case the company, is probably going to win that battle, and especially when you run it out and make a huge deal out of it. Now... I don't know. Good luck. You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. Dave and Mahoney. I don't know what this is all about. You just told me to call your dummy. There's nothing you can say they haven't heard before. Leave us a message by calling 833-YO-DUMMY. Please leave a message after the tone. Hey, guys. I hate to bring up this beast that is the Stanley Cup trend. I'm fine with having my Contigo from Walmart, but what do y'all think about this whole Stanley Cup trend? Y'all think it's going to be something that's going to last for a while or kind of fizzle out and pass? All right, I'll have a good day. Bye. Message deleted. Uh, my wife is definitely on the uh, the Stanley Cup train, and I like it because now, at all times, she's got a weapon, should it be necessary. Oh, that's nice. Because if you protected. think about hitting somebody with a Stanley Cup, even if it doesn't really hurt the thwink that you'd get off that, like, I fantasize about that. I fantasize about a big fight breaking out of the gym and everyone, like, all these soccer moms just doink, 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 off each other. I don't know why. Ah, uh, yes. Women who are armed. Yes. Um. <laughs> if you want to spend the money, spend the money. If you don't, there's plenty of cups that do just as good, if not a better job than that. But the big issue over the last, uh, I would say, two weeks, did you see the, there are certain Stanley Cups that have lead that are uh, in, in the in yeah, the base yeah. of they, them. They said, like, don't worry about it. It's just well, there, I, I don't, okay. I don't yeah. know if it's because of that, but I'm, like, following a lead account now on Instagram about where a guy just goes and tests 
everything for, for lead, lead and how much lead is in literally everything. Audrey, you do enjoy, and your wife does too, Dave, uh, the occasional like rare find at a thrift store style thing. Yeah. Never buy dishes or ceramics from a from a thrift store no without really? testing them for lead because everything this dude tests at those that are dishes or ceramics basically has lead in it. Yeah, what does I lead mean, do to your psyche though? You like, get am lead I gonna like turn? Oh, lead poisoning. Yeah, it's not good. Well, what are the effects? Like, will you my die. brain? Oh, you get, you get super strong. Death. Super I was powers. gonna say, like, yeah. do I turn into like, is my breath? Yeah, does my you, brain turn a little mushy? Yeah, you like become the Green Lantern. Okay. You get some it's sort not of superpowers, but they're undefined. Whereas I think all of us who grew up in a house that was built like, I mean, when was your, what was your, do you know when your house was built? 20 in, years ago. No, I mean in uh, Brainerd. Oh, when we were growing original, up. Like, original mine house? was built in like the 50s. I mean the 60s or 70s. So it's like 100% carpet. lead in all the paint there. All, all lead. Yes. For sure, yeah. I mean, yeah. So that's why I blame all my health problems on. Not that so that's I'm, why you're Andy not- Stanley. Because you've got a Yeti. So you're anti-Stanley because of the He's not even really anti-Stanley. He's anti-drinking water, and so his out for not drinking more water. I drink more water than anybody on this show. That's facts. Not regular water. I drink carbonated water. Okay. That's still water. Yeah. From a glass. I sent you a meme the other day, and you didn't even respond to it. He's not been on socials. I know. I'm not on. That bothers me. But it was was, was the guy who invented carbonated water. He's sitting there drinking water, and he's like, but what if this hurt? Facts. (laughs) What if I could make this painful? Please leave a message after the tone. Hey, if we had time, we could start a GoFundMe for them billionaires and shit, and we could buy a piece of land and build them an airport. I think it's a good idea. Talk to you later, Mike. Message deleted. So that's our that's our boy, Sugar Water, and he's talking about, you know, how in Las Vegas for the Super Bowl, they're sold out of private jet parking, which is just a huge problem for all of these billionaires. How are they going to enjoy an event that they don't really even care about? I know. How are they going to fly in unless they were to gasp fly commercial? Listen, mm-hmm. I'm just being a hater about it because I'm not, first of all, a billionaire. Secondly, don't have a private jet. And thirdly, don't have the money even at all to get a nosebleed seat yeah. at the Super Bowl. Couldn't afford to go to the game, much less park my private jet You guys somewhere. are all dumb, you know? You're like, all losers. So I'm glad that... Bleh. I just... We don't... <laughs> Very often get stories where billionaires are dealing Crying. with anything. And it's like they're all pissed because they're just going to have to circle in their jets. They're, no, what they're going to have to do is uh, get the HOV lane of the skies and like sub-lease their extra seats on their PJs to friends. Wow, these poor guys. Yeah. Uh, what, a, what a travesty. I don't know if they're poor guys. Yeah, but World's smallest violin. Please leave a message after the tone. Okay, so I did something and parents, you're going to thank me. So my kid always wants to go see Ch- go to Chuck E. Cheese. Like, let's go to Chuck E. Cheese. Let's go to Chuck E. Cheese. So I said, let's watch this movie first. And I showed them Five Nights at Freddy's. And the next day I said, hey, you want to go to Chuck E. Cheese? My kid goes, hell no. <laughs> Are you familiar with Five Nights at Freddy's, Dave? I'm familiar. I haven't seen the movie. So yeah, it's, a, it's a video game first. Yeah. And then they made a movie based Nicholas on Cage, the right? video game. I don't remember if Nick Cage Thought is in that or, or not. Or am I thinking of another one? The movie. There was another one recently, the Nicolas Cage, where he was at like it some was sort similar. of arcade or something like it's, that. It was, ba- it was similar to the, that. the Dracula movie? No, no, no it was oh, a different okay. one. It's like an animatronics, like a, mm. basically like a Chuck E. Cheese. But it's a horror game that's based around a child's animatronic uh, entertainment palace. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know why, like, the kids at my wife's school were, like, obsessed with it for years. 
I like that this this guy as a dad though is ruining all of the things that his child could enjoy. Like now that the you know, the copyright has expired and there's the Mickey Mouse as a mass murderer. Every the time Winnie the, the Pooh yeah, uh, horror film. Yeah, every time you know the uh, Shrek is love, Shrek is life. I mean, there's lots of ways that you can really destroy your kid's childhood. That one was not authorized. That one Shrek's still in. Uh, it's still <laughs> copyrighted, Dave. It's still it's like a hundred years. You got a hundred years. For copyright, so I think we have Shrek doesn't enter the public domain until I think probably twenty ninety five. Twenty ninety five. Yeah, so we got we got a ways. So you're saying that Shrek is love, Shrek is life was not authorized. That was not. That's true. You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. So Mahoney, you described yourself as a Karen. What happened? So let me know. Let me. I'll, I'll, I'm gonna pull up this email I I, I sent uh, over the weekend. So my wife and I. You sent an angry email? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So my wife and I, we go out to this new place that's got like a like an upscale food court. Okay. They've got sushi. They've got pizza. They've got uh, Italian. They've got ramen. There's everything. That's kind of the new but thing, it's right? Ve- it's, it's very, it's like probably the most upscale food court that I've ever been to. I mean, food courts have come a long way since when we were kids, when it was just Sabaro and a couple yeah. of other weird, like, They're called places. dining halls, I believe. It is this yeah. dining hall. Yeah. But my wife and I, we go to this dining hall. Uh, we get some pizza. We get a burger. And we're uh, just going to... Um, uh, you know, enjoy and try it out and see what see what everything's about. You uh, you went and got pizza and a burger. Well, we we I got one like a slice of pizza. Okay. You want to taste oh, the rainbow? Yeah. And my wife right. got a burger and okay. we you know shared like, a shared bit. to sure. try a little yeah. bit of everything because right. there's like ten places right. in there to eat. But there's also a frozen custard place. And if you know anything about me, Dave, as you, you do, are big custard. Guy. I love you are custard frozen custard. You do resemble custard, and it's pretty early <laughs> in the day at this point. I mean, it's like maybe eleven fifteen in the morning, so. You know, maybe not the most optimal custard time, but okay. it, for me, it's always time for custard. It's custard did o'clock. You, did, custard o'clock. Yeah, it is custard o'clock. <laughs> and so I go quarter past custard. <laughs> Way to double down. Way to double down. So I go to the custard place. There's literally nobody in line. I mean, like literally because it's 11 a.m. It is 11 a.m. But they are open. They've been open since 10. Okay. For one hour, <laughs> they've had time to get their custard ready for they, their first patron, which was you. And so I go over there. Would and you call them a custard mer? A custard customer. The first mer. The, the first custard mer of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, so stupid. Let the man tell a story, okay, Dave. Sorry. I go to the custard place, and there's a young guy there, probably 19, 20, some odd years old. Mm -hmm. And I'm standing there. Nobody else is in line, and you can't miss me because, you know, I'm six foot four, six foot five. Yeah, yeah. White Uh, man showing up to the custard place at 11 a.m. Big boy looking for some custard. (laughs) Hey, y'all got custard? Yeah, that's all all we do, sir. He finally turns around. And acknowledges that I'm there. Yes. And I go, oh, you know. He had uh, his back turned to the cashier? Yeah. And so he goes, yeah, I can't help you right now. <gasps> Excuse me? And I'm like, I'm like, can I just, you know, like. And you do not speak to the custard king in that way? I'm like, okay, so maybe you're not serving custard. Maybe it's not ready, <laughs> but they have Coca-Cola in a bottle. Every place else in this place is serving Pepsi products. I do not like Pepsi. Mm. I'm a Coke guy. I'm like, right. oh well, can I just get a can I just get a soda, real quick? Then he's like, no, I'm off in ten minutes. <gasps> okay. And then he just turns back around and continues to do whatever he's doing. And I said, 
Okay, buddy, you have a you have a great day. Wow. And wow. so I, I, I go, and I'm like within sight of this because it's a dining hall. You're off in 10 minutes. What does that have to do with anything? The d- it's service not going to take you stop. 10 minutes to ring up this Coke. And then so I guess he, you know, whatever. I, I had cash. I had card. I had multiple ways to pay. Like if you don't want to mess with the till, there's multiple ways we can go. But it was just a flat out no. There was no other option. Let and I'm just kind of like flabbergasted. By this, well, because this, you, I mean, this is this is traumatic for you. Like, I think you should sue, uh, because I mean, you had your heart set on custard. No, I did. also in customer service. What? Yeah, the, and you yeah, guys, that was bad customer service. Yes, we're yes. really <laughs> leaning into it. Yeah, we are. <laughs> and then and then you go. I mean, you're all ready for it, and then you get you get custard blocked, and, and next next thing you know, I would imagine that you're pretty upset. But what really starts to get my goat is when I see a line <laughs> of elderly people who are all in line for custard and they're all getting custard. I see them with the Coke in a glass, a Coke in a <gasps> Coke in a bottle. They're, they're all being served. They're all. And then me just not like, and I wasn't being unpleasant. I was in a great mood. Did you come before or after the elderly? Uh, I was the only person in line when there was nobody else in line. It was so, just so you, me. You just, but then you I witnessed the elders in the afterwards, afterwards like 10 afterwards minutes later, their custard. Two more people came over because I walked back over there. I'm like, I'm going to say something if this guy's still there. But it's two other kids, I guess, came in to do their shift starting at noon. Uh-huh. So I'm, but I'm like pretty hot by this. I'm like, this guy, this is not who you want representing your custard band. So I fired off an email. I said, not Can we sure. Have if any this dramatic is the- music, Dave, before he starts. Um, oh man, Dave, nah. we are so underprepared here. And so this is a, <laughs> I, I didn't. They don't have like a corporate email because it's a, it's like a family-owned place. And so I fire off an email to their, like, Instagram account. And I will read that to you. I love it. Keep it going. (laughs) Not sure if this is the right account to reach out to or not, but I just had an interesting, comma, not in a good way experience at your Durango Casino location. On Saturday, January 27th, 2024, the year of our Lord, at you did not 11, put that in there. I didn't put that in there. <laughs> you should have really leaned into Christianity. Really <laughs> this is a Sunday on Jesus' day. I was not yeah. saying custard. On the custard. Lord's day. <laughs> at 11.50 a.m., so it wasn't quite 11. It was 11.50 a.m. I was the only customer in line when I was told by a young man working there I couldn't help me order because his shift ended in nine minutes and then he's off. No other service was offered, just a straight no, you cannot order. Minutes later, a long line of customers were being helped. Not sure if this is how you want your new location being represented. Please feel to reach out to me via email anytime at Mahoney at DavidMahoney.com. Thank you and have a wonderful day. He used the show email. He sure did. (laughs) Did you put like underneath there like uh, uh, like, uh, broadcaster on the... This radio station? I, I did not. You should have. I did not. I mean, I, I'm very famous. So Mahoney at DavidMahoney.com. Did they respond? Did gotcha. they respond? They haven't seen it yet. I so see. we're still like, I don't know I like see. how, but I know who the owners of that place are. I uh-huh. found them through uh, like news articles and stuff. And I'm thinking about reaching out to the personal account. You should. Absolutely. Because I'm still hot about this, Dave. Oh I don't know God, if this makes me an s- Uber Karen yes. or not. You're a custard Karen. Sorry, that one was sucky. No, that was good. That was good. Was good. <laughs> yeah. I got no room, room, no remarks. I literally was laughing at all of your all's dumb jokes, and I, I got, got silence. You were back. sympathy laughing us? Yeah, do it all day. <laughs> wow. It's the Dave and Mahoney wow. show. Because there's really no point in pretending to be. Hold on, what? Because there's really no point in pretending to be good at to be good at this. Oh, I okay, let me pick it up from here. It's an all-new blooper reel on the Dave and Mahoney Show.
Audrey, how'd you do this week? Flawless? Of course. Of course. Mahoney, over to you. Uh, you know, it's uh, pretty damn good, if I was going to say so myself. You weren't paying attention to me right then, were you? I was. Yeah. I was paying attention. <laughs> I am laser focused uh-huh. and sharp like steel. Why are you texting right now then? I got stuff going on. Okay. So you're not laser focused then? I'm laser focused, Dave. You know what? When we pay attention the way that we do, we never screw up, which is why we have a very robust blooper reel to share with you mm-hmm. of our screw ups from just the past few days. Here we go. You can't say the word California. I say it, I say it right all the time. How do you say it? I'm not saying that. I don't speak of that liberal haven. <laughs> I, I, that, I said, I say it right all the time. How do you say it? <laughs> He's trying to sell the Rolex for uh, Ro- Rolex for $8,000. Yeah. Rolex for uh, Ro- Rolex because you've been wanting a PS5. If I got a PS5, wanting a PS5. Because I thought that it was going to limit them wanting to claw, crawl, crawl on everything else. Wanting to claw, crawl, 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 one bite on a chicken nugget, right? You don't del- delicately eat it like half and half. Del- delicately eat. <laughs> no, I, I'm a chew. I'm a chew. So it's a bourbon beige, uh, a bourbon beige stout. So I mean, it's this is. You say a bourbon beige stout. A bourbon barrel aged stout. Yeah, it's a bourbon beige era. This is my five favorite time of the year because my five favorite time. We are drinking stouts. Uh, Northern Arizona University track and field um, runner. Northern Arizona. <laughs> uh, day they were like pretending they were a little archaeologist. Arche- archaeologist. Archaeologist, thank you. Actually, with my bubble, I can use controllers. It's really easy for me to be able to move the joystick around. To move the joystick around. And a four-month membership. Membership. Experience the record-breaking war with the temperature reaching war with the temp. He is 37 years old. He was arrested last year in November. He's arrested. They're going to have to fly to, where, where's that? Uh, the, the I think the the, the idea, let's well, just go in expecting it to be uh, hot as uh, the Dickens. <laughs> Maybe Audrey does. I don't know. She, she, she got real quiet there. I just don't even know how to wear it. What? Know how to wear it. What? And now I sound like an idiot. No. Oh, I knew. We had saw it paper, paper boys whenever I... We had saw it paper... You know how to wear it. Dave, many years ago, we took an oath, a solemn oath, when we were in our rich friend's dad's... Woodfield basement. Woodfield. Woodfield. Was he like a lumberjack? Wood, every wood time that you try to say this, you say it differently, and now it's just a Woodfield And we basement. put our hands on a stack of Playboys. Jessica Simpson. And that was like Dukes a, of Power yeah. Hazard era Jessica Simpson. Like Dukes a, of Power yeah. Hazard era Jessica Simpson. Dukes a, of Power yeah. Hazard era. <laughs> Little marshmallow rainbows. We're in old, er, in... Charles Barkley went to, Al, or to Auburn. If he, uh, like, with joy? Do you think I handle... But doesn't biz, Big Macs. We don't even cousin's name. You guys were not as supportive as maybe I would like, but... Allegations start, first started to... Serve. Uh, a little farewell tour? Yeah. After becoming... I'm more of a... I, I loved, I loved both of those. Workforce Rewards, plenty of work, uh, get the Workforce Rewards. Listen on the app, you can wor- get those Workforce Rewards. Screw it up again! You can also rack up the work- Workforce Rewards. <laughs> I always screw that up. Workforce Rewards. Mm-hmm. It's the Workforce Rewards. That's what, I, that's what I say every time. I'm like, the Workforce Rewards. <laughs> what are you wearing, a fedora? <laughs> this is the Dave and Mahoney this Show. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. I don't know the psychology behind this, and maybe somebody can help me out, but Audrey, you've discovered that 
that your husband hates to do something that I've hated to do my entire life. And maybe it's entirely possible that it is an entire gender. Like, all men hate doing this. All he hims out there. Yeah. Like, straight up. So, a returning. Just goods, purchases, whatever it is. Um, my husband came home and was like, I have to do a couple errands. Do you want to ride with me? Now I understand why. It was because he needed to do a return. Mm-hmm. And we walk in and he goes... Honey, if I see the guy who sold me this, I can't return it to him. He was so, love his heart, embarrassed to return it to the same person who he, who sold it to him because I think he bought it out of obligation feeling. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like whenever somebody's talking what to you. What did he buy? A belt. As easy as that. Hmm. But, okay. you know, it was, was it like, like a department store where like the person maybe gets commission or whatever. Yes. And then, yeah. And, you know, it was like a 70 something dollar belt. And he was like, this is ridiculous. I have a billion belts back in Las Vegas. Like, I, you know, I just was perusing because I had the time. So he ended up buying it, didn't want the belt and then had me return it. And I was mm-hmm. doing this for him because I worked in retail for almost 10 years. Like that was my, before I was a bartender, that's what I did. Like at, from 16 until pretty much 24. Can I ask you a question? Because you worked in retail like that, do you feel like you get it? Because, you know, all of us worked in the service industry for a long time. You know, I waited tables. And still to this day, part of me is kind of critiquing, you know, the server. Oh, oh Whenever my God. they come over because like, I obviously... I know how to do this. <laughs> do you do the same thing with retail? I legit, after I left and did the, the whole transaction or yeah. whatever, I, I looked at my husband and I was like, she was so unpleasant. I was like trying to like have a conversation with her. And you know, part of it is customer service. And I'm such a customer service yep. brat because I have done it from top to bottom, you know, or bottom to top. You're like, I logged so many days being nice to people that I did not want Folded to be nice so to. so many sweaters. Yes. Oh my God. Walk through so many farts that y'all just don't think that we know that you're doing because you're in the back corner of the store and I'm walking over there to greet you. I hate yep. you. Y'all know about that? God. So, yes, we do. We do. Just, hate it. Um, but, yeah, no. So, we were going through the whole process. She was really foul, whatever. Everybody's got a bad day. Chalk it up to an L on that. But, um, Dave, I actually returned something for you. As well, because Because you did not want to go through the return, but you did buy it for me. It was a gift. It ended up not working for my headphones. But I was laughing thinking about how just, why are men that way? Why why can't you just not return something? I hate returning stuff. I mean, I'll see every single thing that I buy. For dudes especially, it seems like they have the greatest and easiest return policy. And I think that's because they know (laughs) that there's zero chance in hell that I'm ever going to return this regardless. I can get something like a piece of clothing, which is probably the most challenging for me in the mail. Right. Where I'll get something, I'll put it on once, and I'll know in that second I'm never going to wear this. It doesn't fit right. And it'll sit in my closet in that little bag. So what, do you just have like a graveyard of things that just don't work? And then eventually I'll just... Take it and donate it or something because okay. there's no way that I'm going to get just it. Can't do the that simple window. return that's yeah. free. I yep. hate. Ret- I don't know what it is. There is just something about returning. And you're right, Dave. It's closed because they fit differently. The larges and extra larges yep. vary wildly between brands sometimes. Yep. And uh, I have so many clothes that I have bought brand new that I am just too fat for, or too, or somehow 
end up buying, thinking that like, okay, I, I'm going to buy bigger next time yeah. because I am, this this extra large is too small. But do you lie to yourself like I do? But then I go like 2X I and the 2X is too big. So what my wife will do this where she's like, why don't you get rid of a lot of this stuff because you never wear it. I'm going to lose the weight. I'm going to lose the weight. I'm going to get back into my fighting shape sure. and you know, I, soon I I'll be able to fit I bought this small on purpose, these. you see. Yeah, yeah, this schmedium <laughs> will fit me eventually. I'm looking really good I literally good this. just bought a suit that I have to wear in May that is two sizes too small for me. And you're just, planning on getting down so to, I'll get, to the size? I'll get into shape for it, yeah. Do you, are you like, what are the odds? do you no like chance. self-inflicting pain? Like, yes. that is just, that's, a, that's traumatizing. Chris is going to get on Ozempic, even though he does not need it at all, just so he can fit just into Just so I can suit. fit into these yes. pair of pants, yeah. I mean, you're, do your wives not take your returns for you? My, no. I have a weird guilt or do, complex. Or you just where, don't even tell her that I, it needs I, yeah, to be returned. Don't yeah, tell her. I don't see. I have a weird guilt complex where I, if I ask her, if she's involved in the purchase, if it's something on Amazon for the house, she'll do the return. Totally fine with that. I'm a step removed. But if I buy something and it turns out it's because I'm lying to myself about my body. <laughs> Like, I'm mm-hmm. just so ashamed fit, of this. Like, there's <laughs> nothing worse than when you buy something online and you get it and you put it on and, you're, and you look in your closet mirror or whatever and you're just like, I look like a corn dog that's been in the microwave for too long, man. <laughs> what or a, a hot dog that busted. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. Yay! Got a comment, complaint, or opinion for Dave and Mahoney? Call 833-YO-DUMMY. Please record your message. This is the voicemail. Please leave a message after the tone. I'm just sitting here drinking my like my third cup of coffee, and I'm listening to your segment about drinking a beer at this hour. Uh-huh. And I thought, how how upsetting. Let's see. It would be in comparison to having pancakes and a side salad at the same time. Just a strange mixture. Message deleted. Yeah, I mean, that's what makes beer for breakfast so special is that, you know, technically, on paper, uh, we're probably not supposed to be drinking at work, mm-hmm. especially at 9.30 in the morning. But a lot but, of people do have beer for breakfast. Yeah, and you know what? We just want to celebrate friendship, and that's our way of doing it. We're not coming back later in the day when it's an appropriate hour to drink. We've already been up no for chance. a very long time. This is, like, legitimately, on a Friday... <laughs> Like, we're listening, you know, we wake up at 4 a.m., so by the time 9.30 rolls around, that's most people's, like, 2 o'clock. I've been up since 3.30. Yeah. So this is we my dinner. Have, you should be having, like, we should have, like, espresso martinis. Dude, I love an espresso martini. Should we start, a like, a espresso martini Wednesday Uh If segment? you're pitching it. Yes, Dave, don't put your mm, input in here. Well, nope, stop mm, it. Ah, e, don't ooh, you ah, So <laughs> we have limits on this for a reason, because for a while... We did get, um, I don't want to say talked into because I think it was our idea, but we did do Whiskey Wednesday mm-hmm. for a while because we had this big whiskey event that we were hosting. And so we're like, well, let's start sampling a bunch of whiskeys on the air. And I think we started a bit earlier, around 8 a.m. Yeah. Oh, and fun. Uh, it did not last That was long. a mistake. A martini Monday we sounds were, like a great way to start the week. We were drunk. But also, again, getting drunk Monday morning really sets the precedent. Of only going up from there, you know? Right. So that's a great thing about starting at the bottom is that the only way to go is up. Up. Mm. It's a terrible idea. Martini Mondays has a good ring. Let's do it. It does. Please leave a message after the tone. Uh, yeah, hey, guys. Um, Kimberly Paisley Williams is her name. Oh, Kimberly Williams. Uh, she was also on According to Jim. And, yeah, she's a pretty hot number. Uh, that guy was talking about... Um, Two and a half men. She was also on According to Jim, and 
Yeah, she's kind of a lot. She's a hottie. Matt are we talking about it. Brad Paisley's wife still? <laughs> so, <laughs> hang on. So, why are we all <laughs> called in and he was talking about a fun fact about Brad Paisley's that wife? Wasn't a fun, was, that wasn't a fun fact. It was either. an unfun fact. It was just a fact. About how she played a bit role on Two and a Half Men, and we <laughs> distinctly and clearly said we do not care about anything to do with Brad Paisley, much less. A bit role that his wife played on a show that no one's watched in 15 years. Name and a- then you called in to tell us that he was right? I mean, if I couldn't name a Brad Paisley song if you had a gun to my mom's Brad head. Paisley <laughs> could walk in here and... Like, I, would, I mean, I'm not... Like, there's no hyperbole there. Uh, if he didn't have his hat on, and the only reason why I even know what he looks like in his hat is because he was in the nationwide commercials with Peyton Manning. No idea who Brad Paisley is. He looks is. like bootleg Jeff Gordon. He does. Yeah. Wait, I would have th- yeah. thought he was no. like a Jeff Gordon impersonator. He has that super, super depressing song with that other country woman, and it's well, a, like... Well, it down. But you, do you know what I'm talking no. about? It was like this saddest <laughs> country song, and I think it was about like some some love, and they ended up like killing themselves. Oh, oh. awesome. Cool, but I will cool, say cool, cool, his cool. his wife is beautiful. So, I mean, there is that, but like we're on, we're on the radio, and Nobody let's just cares. stop the Brad Paisley talk. Stop. Please. Please leave a message after the tone. Doing the right thing is always the right thing. Good job going on the radio and encouraging people to be pieces of shit and stealing. That's what we do. Oh, and that Amazon insurance, Amazon's not selling it, you fucking morons. They They're were. actually independent stores. Wrong. And even if that independent store has a lot of money, doing the right thing is always the right thing. Look at, this, so look, at this, look at this white knight telling us what <laughs> pieces Amazon. of garbage we are. For Amazon. You know what's really interesting is that that caused a lot of um, like turmoil uh, within people who were not involved in that specific instance in my life. Yeah. <laughs> like people are really, really concerned. Hey, by the way, homie, she did the right thing. She I returned did. it. And then, and only then did she realize that she had screwed up. Because After I the, didn't, wasn't told thank you. And that's yep. why I you don't uh, get, was thinking about stealing it. If you don't get reassurance... <laughs> Doing bad things is okay. That's that's Co-signed. that was the eleventh commandment. It just yep. got sawed that's off the, one the tablet. That, yeah, yep. yeah. yeah. We just it's, yeah. there's a little asterisk. Yep. If you there. don't get your words of affirmation for doing I something was nice, say, I need constant. You should have sinned. Constant validation. That's Signed, why I Jesus. am in this industry. That's right. <laughs> and you know what? Constant. Price. You've done great this week. Thanks, Except man. Except for when you didn't steal the PS5. It wasn't even stealing. It was placed. In my life, I know. that was the good karma I have I been seeking, and know. you know it, it was a sign from God. It himself. could have been a gift from the heavens, and you just turned it down. I did, and now God knows that you don't love Him. <laughs> Dave, okay. <laughs> Dave and Mahoney, you're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. Do you guys ever have those days where you're just in a grumpy mood? I would like to think that generally I'm in a pretty good mood, kind of all of the time. My wife says that I wake up more consistently than anybody she's ever known in her life. Like, I wake up every day in a pretty good mood yeah. overall. I mean, that's one of the things that I've talked about I, that I enjoyed most about working with you yeah. is that both of you guys, uh, Chris is a totally different bag of tricks, but the, you know, both of you guys are always in a good mood. We're consistent. Even when, you know, things are not going right. But, man, yesterday I was just having one of those days where I was just felt like I was in such a crappy mood because it was the little things that were going wrong for me. Right. Like, and I those are the most annoying. I, for, I was making my coffee in the morning and I do it where I forgot to put the cup under there. I started the oh, coffee that and then I look me. over and it's just running off the counter and I'm just like, ah! Like, I don't have time for this right now. Yeah. It's first thing in the morning. You've got a routine down to the minute. Right. What a crappy way to start the day. That is. Clean all that up. Did you at least have coffee? I had coffee. 
And so now I'm annoyed because there's all these people driving slow in the fast lane. Three different people either going at or below the speed limit in the fast lane. Like, what are they doing? I'm pissed about that. And I've told myself that I'm going to go to the gym. And I don't want to go to the gym, but I've decided that that I'm going to do it. And so I go to the gym. your routine. And... There's people on the equipment that I want to use, and they're just sitting there texting, and I'm just mad about that. It was just one of those days yesterday, man, where I was just grumpy. Like, nothing was going my way. Did your way. wife say anything to you? No. Like, when you got home? No, no. She... You you were able to clean it up. I, you were get it together by, before you got home. Yeah, I, I tried to, because like, I, don't, I don't want to bring that negative energy yeah. into the house, you know, because there's already... A mother-in-law there. You so. just yell at the... <laughs> you, so you, sweet, Dave. You, do you ever just find that, like, yelling in your car kind of helps you sometimes? Do you just sit there and scream inside? Well, not necessarily, like, alone, but, like, if I'm driving and I know that I'm, like, yelling at bad drivers, it, oh, I'll it have is a conversation. cathartic. I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing right now? Why Why would you be driving Oh, slow? I make the hand gesture. You're like, what are you saying? Like, I want you to see in your rear view mirror. <laughs> throw your little hands up. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> like, pointing. Like, it's a knife. Like, what are you doing, you idiot? Happens to me all the time, Dave. Get, so I'm glad that you guys find me to be so pleasant because all the time I wake up and I'm just like, are you joking? Just so, are you joking? So grumpy, man. Because I'm not getting much sleep and yeah. I can't I can't even believe I'm about to complain to a person who has four kids. But I mean, with three, with, with the two kittens and then uh, Elmo, who's also still a puppy, ringworm, now uh, the kitten is deciding to mark her territory, which is really fun. Um, so constantly laundering literally everything mm. in my life. I had a mental breakdown yesterday. I spilled... Uh, I spilled one of my poppy drinks, the little soda drinks, all over my laptop, oh, all awesome. over my phone. Love that for you. Yes. you know, so I totally get it. So what do people do these days? They blame like the stars, the moon, the astrology. You're, it's like your your Capricorn is out of its space or place. No, it whatever. had nothing to do with astronomy. It had to be me just making everything in my life somehow harder by just going about my normal routine. No, like, no, no. That's taking put- accountability. No, no, no. Oh, we're not we going to take it. We don't no, do that? we're okay. not taking right. accountability. It's everyone else's <laughs> fault but ours. It's the people on the roads who don't know that you are in a hurry, Dave. It's, it's the their damn, fault. It's the damn Milky Way that's getting me again. <laughs> again. Yep, the whole Jupiter. Thing. Mercury and retrograde. That's what it is. Yeah. There's something. I bet it might there's be. There's something happening today. Like, I think planets are aligned or something. A bunch of the, you know, the weirdos that I follow who believe in the astrology all hot women, you know, and are all posting about the what the alignment you're is. Like, you're like, oh, no, I agree. Yeah, it is definitely the moon. <laughs> I mean, I'm into astrology. <laughs> Listen for reviews of your new favorite new brews. favorite brews. It's beer for breakfast. It's beer for breakfast every Friday on Dave and Mahoney. Well, all right, they're friends. Oh, nice. We have made it to another Friday. We are still gainfully employed, and we are drinking amongst friends. I love this time of the week. Uh, every Friday morning, right around 9.30, we start drinking, and today is no different. So cheers to you, friends. Cheers, cheers. 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 What a wonderful cheers. time. Glad I mean, to be surrounded yeah. by friends. Yeah. This is a big boy that we got today. The Pariah Brewing Company's All the Bootleg Snacks Imperial Mi- Imperial Milk Stout, 11.1% alcohol by volume. I just got a sniff while I was opening my can, man. Whoa! In the write-up for it on the back, I'm not gonna, I'll spare you all of it, but it says that it is thick. Wow. With nine C's. Audrey actually counted oh. out the nine C's. I can smell the alcohol, Whoa. like, permeating through this can. I'm surprised I didn't smell it through the aluminum. So, again, <laughs> what we say... 
when we drink drink a beer for the first time, it's not that first taste that we are judging it on. But that first reaction from myself and Dave, both the same, and Audrey. Oh my God. That tastes like a whole holiday. Got to go back in. Got to go back in for a second. That's wild. That That is something, man. I mean, when you talk about an initial reaction to a beer, this one slaps you in the face. I wow. I gotta. I I feel like I'm drinking liquor. I mean, because you smell that cherry (laughs) in there as well. I feel like like I'm drinking Jaeger. It does. It's got. It's very similar. Like where it's. Kind of syrupy. It's got kind of that same thickness to it. Where boy, oh my this. God. I mean, this is as uncrushable of a beer, of a beer as you can get. Now, wow. I'm curious to get your guys' thoughts thick. on the. This may be the heaviest beer we've ever drank. It's up there. I mean, we've had some like robust the, stouts before. The but second drink is easier. It is, but still, this. I mean, oh. it's so sweet. It's syrupy. It's very much, I mean, Jägermeister is a great way of putting it. It doesn't have that burn that Jägermeister does, obviously. It's alcohol forward, but though. But it's, it, it is strong. It tastes like cigarettes on the back end, or maybe it's, that's just because I had Celsius. We we let this, this is this is being served today, like, right around, just under room temperature. It's like 55, 60 degrees. If I finish uh, this whole can, I will take a camel crush. We will be, we will be drunk. I'm, Again. One, I'm one sip in. I'm already fiending for, like, a jewel. You're like, yo, let me hit that vape. <laughs> I need to pick up a habit. <laughs> so Pariah Brewing Company, uh, based out of Baltimore, Maryland. They've been around since about 2017. Uh, pretty well regarded as far as their beers go. This beer is a uh, yearly release. So they release this once a season, usually when it's colder outside uh, like it is right now. And uh, the price on this, though, this may be the most expensive four-pack that we've had on the show before. I didn't realize until I looked at the receipt this morning of the beer because I bought like I usually buy beers several beers at once like six beers I buy them for like a month at a time this one was $29.99 for a four pack of beer that I bought down at that Total Wine in Queen Creek so you're talking about like eight bucks a beer for a a can I mean, this beer is gonna, in a store? Like, I feel like I drink one of these, I'm going to be drunk. I can't. Yeah, you I better be. I keep trying be. to sip it because, Mahoney, you always tell us, like you said earlier, just bi- to keep going. I'm taking big drinks. I feel like the big drinks is the way to go with this. God, dude. I mean, I am not, a, I mean, I'm a lightweight, but I feel like I can at least try and get through a couple sips. This is tough. The five categories in which we rate every single beer here on Beer for Breakfast are look, smell, taste, feel and drinkability the look it's dark as night it's black as night the can though i will say uh, i love the artwork of the can i think this is actually one of the best can wrappers that i've seen in a uh, long time uh the name drew it to me it's one of the reasons why i bought it so uh, i would say the look of it looks really good the smell i mean you're getting booze booze some dark fruit in there i'm not getting much i i don't get much cinnamon I'm not getting much vanilla. I'm just getting like dark yes. fruit. I'm I'm getting those flavors. I'm getting the cinnamon and the and the vanilla. In the nose? Oh no, more in the taste. Yeah, than, yeah. I'm talking okay, nose here. It, so sure. like in the nose, it's mostly just alcohol. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a pungent aroma, I would say. Uh let's move on to the taste. Let's say let's all take I mean, I know we don't want to, but let's all take another big drink of all the bootleg snacks. You don't know, baby D. I love it. This, this tastes and looks like a beer if I had my kids design a beer. This, you know, it's just like, it's so sweet. It's syrupy. It's like you put a bunch of, uh, you know, donuts and cheesecake into a blender with some booze. milk. 
yeah, mixed it all up yeah. and said, here, Dad. This sounds like all of the mean things, or this tastes like this all is... the mean things that have ever been said to me in a drink. <laughs> like, every time I take a sip, it's like pain and anguish, <laughs> turmoil, I mean, turbulence. You... <laughs> Dave, what are your thoughts? Because you're traditionally more of an IPA guy. You don't like sweet things. What are you picking up in the taste here? It's too sweet for me. I mean, it's yeah. it's a it is a sugar <laughs> bomb. Dying. And, I mean, when you're talking about a beer that's 11%, I mean, I would have a hard time getting through this. I don't like heavy I'm, beers. I'm having a problem getting through it. And, I mean, even though I like strong beers, I like the 11 ah. percenters that will just come along and just punch you right in the liver. This is too much for me, man. This oh, doesn't, I mean, yeah, it's, it's This too is sweet. a novelty beer. Yeah. This is a novelty beer. Audrey, you love stouts. You love porters. I've never seen you not be able to get through a beer. She Tell had, me your thoughts. She has a water in her hand right now to wash I mean, I'm it taking down. a drink of my tea Dude, also, if I'm being honest. I mean, I love thick, robust Big flavor um, porters. I am obsessed with them. We've talked about the bourbon barrel ales before, the bourbon barrel stouts before, the uh, ones that are, you know, distilled in uh, the wine barrels, the Napa Parabolas. Those will have massive flavors and they are heavier. Those are so in a, they're in a totally different wheelhouse yep. to me than this. This feels like something that was tried and failed and it is thick. It is heavy. It's the thickest beer it, we've ever had. And it straight up tastes like liquor yes and i like i brought out this water because I, I needed to, so to you, wash it down you said water i brought out my black coffee <laughs> and the black coffee tastes like water I feel like because you could that's put this so in light your black coffee <gasps> yes as a creamer yes I'm, and I'm it would shaking. probably be better yeah. uh anybody i'm sure curious if uh chris do you have do you like this beer or is this a hard pass for you as well uh, so the, the only thing about this beer that I, I can think of, were you guys ever at parties when you were younger and there wasn't a lot to drink and you went around and grabbed everyone's half-left drinks and mixed oh, it all right. together? It all yeah. It's like bar yeah. mat shots. That's yeah. what this kind of reminds uh, me of, you know, like yeah. a suicide drink or something. I'm I don't scared know. to burp. It's, I have to burp. I'm scared to burp because I think it might be puke. My lips yeah. and like even my mustache are sticky. I'm trembling. <laughs> like, Congratulations. You know what I mean? Dude, I'm legit I'm shaking. I'm already from this beer. The, uh, the taste for me, it's just, it's not balanced. It's overwhelming. I mean, if you like dessert beers, if you love condensed milk, this could be the beer for you. But this would be a beer that you would have in like a flight with like a or very a small Dude. snifter. This could, where, well, like, throw says, some ice cream in here. You no, know, so, but I mean, like, here's the thing is that with the K- Kentucky Bourbon Barrel Ales, one of the things that drew me to them is the fact that you could make adult style root beer floats esque, right? Like you could dump it on top of a vanilla ice cream or pecan ice cream, and it's a 10 out of 10 it's every time. too sweet for that. This, yeah. I don't even want it to touch anything else. Like yeah. on top of ice cream, Just I feel like it would ruin it. Black coffee is actually probably the the, uh, the best thing to cut it with. Uh, mouthfeel on this, this is just heavy. I mean, it's real heavy. This is one of the heaviest beers. It's just sitting it's thick. Oh, seriously thick trembling. with four C's for sure. This uh, is the sort of beer that you would bust out at a party if you wanted to shock everyone. And honestly, I think it's a better move just to get totally naked and run through the pane glass you, window. You have yeah, to yeah, rip yeah. this in shot form. It's, I really think you have yeah. to give it in shots and like hand it out. I it's mean, it's the is- malort of beers. It Whoa. is. It's too much. Uh, the drinkability for me, I mean, when it comes in at $29.99 for a four-pack, that is obscene to me. I mean, yes, you drink all four of these, you're going to get drunk for under $30. So I guess it's a benefit there, but for me, I can't finish this beer. And 
and this is the first time in a long time that I haven't. It, I don't think it's bad. It's just not for me. Well, you know you what? Can tell I that there's care and stuff that goes into it, but this is a specialty beer, a niche niche beer that just misses. I also feel like that you get so hung over off of this yeah. too. If you got the drunk sweetness. off this beer, like it would be such a painful hangover. You know, it's so so real quick, Mahoney. One of the funny things is we're sitting here just like not necessarily bashing this beer, but it's not really in our fa- it's not flavor. For us. It's not for us. But the back of this does say that it is totally unapologetic, and I think that that is so fitting for this beer. You know what? It's liquid absurdity. You need say. to apologize, beer. <laughs> I need to be told I'm sorry. I will cancel I closure. You. I'm going to put you on Twitter. <laughs> but Pariah makes really good beers, you know, so again, it's not, they, it's they, make, qual- they make quality beers. Uh, this one, not for us. Can I get a drum roll, please? Yeah. On oh, Mahoney's Bear Scale Supremacy, I give all the bootleg snacks Imperial Milk Stout. A 3.3 out of 5. That's a wrap. Well, it's about time. Follow the Dave and Mahoney Show on social media at Dave and Mahoney. At Dave and Mahoney. They're everywhere. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Listen anytime and on demand at Dave and Mahoney.